2: Markets tend to put in the bottom when it's darkest. And then one hour after that, maybe when a little bit of light starts to show, people still continue to roll over the panic. Markets tend to put in bottoms when there's headlines. Is the stock market dead? These headlines used to take three to four months to play out. These panics used to take a while. Um, not so much this time. Dow plunges, coronavirus volatility continues. Boeing craters again on investors' alarm. I wanted to buy Boeing. <clears throat> I did and I did. And you've heard me, if you've heard this show, say that this is a great American company. But they got into a mess of a situation. Ten years of world growth. They are like, bring on the debt. And their stock goes from 100 to 400 plus. Then they get into a whoops, we kind of got lazy with the 737 MAX certification. Two airlines go down. Two airplanes, not airlines, but you get the idea. <clears throat> and now they're kind of in a really bad situation because something happened in China, which Trump kind of got some bash back yesterday for using the word the Chinese virus. Oh, the crazy things that come out of children's mouths, right? Oh, the crazy things that come out of our president's mouth he's colorful um, long story short, Boeing's in a mess. People aren't traveling when boeing when Trump said you know Americans can't go to Europe, and today Canadians and Americans aren't sharing a border except for essential business, which is a funny phrase because we learned yesterday that an essential business banks and grocery stores and Uh, things that need to keep the world moving and greased, so to speak. We learned in California that uh, medical marijuana or marijuana dispensaries are considered essential. So you can go there and hang out with 20 other people if you want. I love this country. Um, Apple's announcing new product amid the coronavirus outbreak. New MacBook. You get the idea. Business does go on. One month ago, Apple's, like all of our stores in China are closed. One month later, they're all open. One month ago, we were looking at China like, you crazy Chinese. like You're quarantining your people. You're having police checkpoints. We don't do that in America. We're afraid of no flu. Mm, Maybe we should have been, right? This is getting perversely large. Yesterday in the morning, Trump's White House asked for... Eight hundred billion dollars in the stimulus package. Now he didn't really ask for it. What he did was he said it out loud so the stock market can hear it. And Wall Street didn't like it. It's okay. By the end of the day, he's saying not only can this go to August, this can go a couple years, a couple of cycles, and maybe it's mutated. So I want one point two trillion. It's a lot going on. Restaurants are struggling. Airlines are struggling. Hotels are struggling. Um, funerals are now being streamed online. Uh, my best friend's father's dying of pancreatic cancer. So he's at home with, with hospice. His wife is at the hospital because she broke her hip. She's in quarantine now because anyone who has an infection, anyone's – so he, husband and wife can't see each other, and they're going to pass away without seeing each other one last time. That's what we're in. We're in an overburdened healthcare system. I don't think anyone's looking at the numbers of Americans and saying two hundred million Americans are gonna die. It's horrible. I think we're saying people are gonna die that could be saved in a hospital room, but the hospital's busy. So we're seeing layoffs already starting to happen. You're gonna see first time unemployment jumps, claims jump. One month ago, we were almost in ideal employment, three and a half percent unemployment. We're probably going to go minimum, if our last recession is a guide, 10 percent. Steve Mnuchin, because he works for the Trump administration, both parties, Republicans and Democrats, are doing the best they can right now to position themselves to, yeah, we just used a trillion dollars of taxpayers' money, and we did it in your best interest. So, the Democrats want the Democrats' angles, and the Republicans want the Republican angles in different states and such. A universal income payment of $2,000 or a one time check of $1,500 to me seems silly. I think the last time that happened, I was like, woohoo, let's go gambling. I'm not a gambler, but I think some people were. Or people were like, woohoo, I'm going to pay off credit card debt and rack it right back up. Woohoo, I'm going to get a new Apple iPhone. Good for Apple, right? But this is a little bit different, because this this time, instead of a financial crisis where you still went to work, this is a financial crisis where you're not going to work. And a couple weeks ago, we are like, the NBA shutting down for two weeks. That was eight days ago. And now it's, okay, it's not going to be two weeks. It's going to be at least a month. And the CDC is saying, you should probably shut down everything for two months. And the Major League Baseball said, you know... If CDC says that, that's good enough for us. We're not starting our season until June because we're going to have to get everyone back and do a small mini camp. Same thing with the NHL. Same thing with the NBA. They're talking about it. Think of the financial ramification. If you work in, and this is just a silly one, but every time your, your hockey team or your basketball team goes to playoffs, the salespeople go into hyperdrive and overdrive. And they, they hardcore press you to buy season tickets. Hey, did you enjoy coming to the game tonight? Let me show you some great seats and you can get a 40-game package next year. Spend more money than you want to. But right now, you're high with adrenaline. Your testosterone is is racing. You'll buy these seats. Think about not the fool who's buying the seats. I'm not big into sporting events. Not big into large groups. Best day of my life was when pay at the pump came along. You know, the next thing that's going to come along is you're not going to be giving your credit card to another human being. You're just going to tap, wirelessly tap. There's going to be some good things that come out of this. But there's a lot of bad headlines to come. Infections of the coronavirus are over 200,000 now. I think it's fair to say that it's lumpy. You're having people like me give financial advice and wash your hands advice. Take vitamin C advice. Don't listen to people like me on health. Listen to people like the CDC former FDA chairmen, people like that. Trump's asking for 1.2 trillion. That's going to get us out of this economic funk that we're going to get into. Because if that doesn't work, either he or the next president will say, we need another 1.2 trillion. And some people are like, where's this money coming from? And he's like, you know, look at Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, and he's like, you got a printing press, right? But we're taking away from our children. And the percentage of U.S. debt and for the record, this is a great time to issue debt. If you can get fools to take it, you're 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 issuing debt for twenty five basis points, fifty basis points, a hundred basis points, that's one percent. Which would you rather have a mortgage at eighteen percent or a mortgage at two? That's a beautiful thing that's happening right now. What's not so beautiful? India looks like the next global hotspot. They have one hundred and thirty seven infections and three deaths. China's no longer the center of the pandemic. That should give you optimism. Europe is making the same mistakes as China made. That should depress you. COVID-19 reflects a systemic financial crisis akin to the biggest crashes of the 20th century. We'll talk about that. Is that true or false? You get a little extra 90 days to file your taxes this season and maybe even a tax holiday. Maybe even no income tax or sales tax. Or Where's it going to go? A lot of questions, but we're going to throw a lot of resources at it. You can find me at line online at newfocusfinancial.com that's newfocusfinancial.com
1: sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: So a lot of people are asking me what I'm doing with my portfolio. What should I do with Tesla? What should I do with things along those lines? Do you still own shares of Apple? My opinion's Obviously, don't matter to you because I'm not you. You're looking because you're looking for someone who's been through this before. At the end of last year, I rebalanced. I didn't rebalance as much as I could have or should have, maybe. But I took some of my winners for my 401k and I bought some of my losers. I think 401ks and individual stocks are very different beasts. I'm about to make a blanket statement. Don't take it as a blanket statement. But with 401ks, I'm in largely index funds and mutual funds, largely index funds. And last year, my blue-chip U.S. companies, dividend payers, did fantastic. Unbelievable. What an unbelievable 10-year run. I took some of that money off the table. And you know what did poorly for me last year was, say, international markets, So my international exposure may have been 10%, maybe 5%. I took some of my winners that had grown 10% and sold some of those and bought some of the weaker players who had underperformed. In 401ks, it doesn't always play out like this, but it typically you rebalance, you sell your winners to buy more of your losers because you're involved with indexes. You could say the same thing for a regular account, but when you come into stock accounts, I tend to buy more of my winners. I tend to load up. Today, after the show gets off the air, I'm going to take a look at some stocks, and I may buy one. I may buy a half of one. I'll scale into my winners. I didn't think we were going to break these into this area. Dow's at 20,408. Now, that's not that far off from where we were December 2018, 20,700. So we're 300 points off that. As you can now tell, 300 points is nothing but a thing. Sadly, the next level level lower is another 10% lower. Um, there's no support until you get to like S&P 500 2020. So if we break these areas and we hold underneath where we are now, the thought is we could fill all the way back to when there was a real crisis. And it's like, okay, got it. 2018 December 2000 lows was a lot about uncertainty on trade. It was a lot about valuation. It wasn't about coronavirus. It wasn't about stress to the economic system. 800-516-1220 to each call is on the air. Something that I hope comes out of this and uh, it's something that I, I I study a lot. And one of the funnier things is I've now started to see doctors drive around their little telemedicine carts, uh, push them around the hospital, and trying to get into position for talking to you. I think telemedicine is something that is an absolute positive game changer in the healthcare system of the United States. I think we should have embraced it a long time ago. My healthcare provider is like, Hey, we're taking appointments on telemedicine. Hey, we're taking appointments on telemedicine. Hey, we should have been doing this a long time ago. Anytime I go to the hospital, a, I hate it because my father died in one. But B, I'm like, this is just inefficient. So telemedicine, if it surges, if it becomes a thing in America going forward, I'm stoked. There's a massive information, asymmetry and in a crisis. Um, and I think we can get healthcare rich out of this. Uh, states, including Massachusetts and Florida, have expanded telehealth coverage amid the COVID nineteen. One of the problems about telemedicine is the additional cost or the lessening of costs. And you don't want healthcare companies, you don't want hospitals, you don't want doctors, you don't want anyone jacking the price. It should lower the price in theory. So doctors are volunteering for it. Coronavirus hotlines are going up. I like those kind of responses. For me, the fact that you shouldn't be traveling, telemedicine makes a lot of sense. And I joke around a little bit. But another thing that could come out of this, and there's investments here um, touchless payments. Apple put your phone close to a device, good enough. Visa cards with a smart chip, you just tap the credit uh, reader. That's a good thing. I jokingly say things like the day that you pay at the pump, there used to be a thing where you'd walk in and talk to the man behind the thing, hey, I'd like $15 on number three, and then either authorize your credit card or you give them cash. One of the greatest days is when you had to stop doing that because I didn't like the people behind the the, uh, the cash register. I don't like talking to people. I work in media and people think they know me and they don't, and they they start chatting me up and oh, it's just horrible. So I think telemedicine could be a thing that gets a positive play out of this. Until recently, the mortgage is dropping, the mortgage rates tied towards the 10 year treasury. I haven't seen them this week. But now the 10 year treasury is starting to move back above one, towards one. Can it hold one? That's a lot of questions all there. And a lot of people are like, well, how low could mortgages go? I would guess they've gone as low as they can go. It's an interesting day. We opened much lower. We're fighting our way back, but not with any conviction. I'm putting no value in the next 30 days. If the market goes up 5,000 points, if it goes down 5,000 points, if we stay in kind of a fighting territory up and down, up 1,000, down 1,200, up 400, down 300, I'd be fine with that. This is a period of time where we're going to transition. We're we're waiting to see how big it is. How many people will be infected? How many hospitals will be overrun? How many patients don't get treatment? Um, How much, how big is the stimulus? Seriously, how low can Boeing go? I I have a new radio producer today because the regular guy is taking a day. Um, I never thought I'd see Boeing at $104. It opened at $99.86. It's not lost on me, that's 14 cents under 100. Um, With that said, I've been talking for the last year. When Boeing gets the certification, I'm buying. Thank goodness I didn't do that. Disney's now so cheap, and for the record, I may still buy Boeing, but not yet. And I may miss it because they may get a bailout tomorrow. They need cash. And they're an important part of our economy and an important part of the world economy. Disney's now at $88 a share. If I can get Tim Cook's here for one second, please consider buying this asset. Blend two of the greatest American companies together. I don't know, that'd probably upset some people, right? Like antitrust regulators. <laughs> Dow plunges at the open, but it's battling back. Tesla's diving lower as their employees are non-essential to the economy. We're seeing a lot of that going on right now. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Great time to get your portfolio reviewed by a certified financial planner. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.
0: I just want...
1: And questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money
2: on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested in more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Interesting times when you're hearing that funerals are now being live streamed. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen, didn't see that one coming. Um, coronavirus is spreading in the world it's maybe declining in china south korea um, seems to have kind of fits and starts but they seem to be doing good taiwan seems to be doing well north korea amazingly has zero infections all 50 states of the united states have something going on let's bring in patrick o'hare from briefing.com a reliable source especially in troubled times mr o'hare you are kind of a, a lighthouse a Beacon Briefing.com does a great job of information, information's power, knowledge, all that good stuff. How are you doing today?
3: Hey, good morning, Ron. Thank you for the introduction. And um doing reasonably well. Uh, a <laughs> lot to take in, obviously, so uh, mental energy is lacking, but uh, I hear the, the spirit and the will is still there to, to, to make some sense of it
2: all. <laughs> I'm looking at briefing. I'm not looking at your front page right now, your um, page one. I'm looking at what is happening in their live feed so to speak and one of the things that just came up was crude oil collapsing, weekly supply of uh, petroleum data uh, but insider buying and selling what what should we be using briefing.com for at this point in time what's some of the key indicators for you that you're kind of latching in on if you're kind of trying to micromanage everything
3: well, the you know the uh, the in-play page on briefing.com dot com is a tremendous uh, source of, of of news flow, right? And you can only okay. uh, I mean, inf- information is a you know at a premium right now, and I think it's a great reliable source of of information that's that's moving the markets. Um, these are volatile times; it's a fast news cycle. And uh, you know, I'd say we do a, a pretty darn good job of uh distilling you know, the news that really matters in terms of trying to get an understanding of why the market's behaving the way that it's behaving. And so so that's a key resource on, on briefing dot com site. Um you know, in addition, um it might sound like I'm tooting my own horn, which I don't intend to do, but the um you know, the page one column I write in the morning uh, kind of takes everything in based on you know what I've been able to to look at uh, relative to you know what's unfolded um, versus you know since the close of the prior day and and what's going to happen before the uh, the open on the on the current day right and so to try to just you know boil that all down in an easy to understand format that give some some perspective on why the market's behaving the way that it's. Behaving, and, and I think you need to have that macro perspective right now because these are some really serious and important macro issues uh, that we're all uh, taking in, and so uh, it's another good good
2: resource as well. There's a lot of great resources, and it takes a long time to figure out everything they have, and you'll find things that will really work for you. Your page one, for instance, really works for me. I start my day every day when it's when it's posted close to market open. I'm stoked um but you you're opening topics right now are we losing did the fed lose bullets do they have no longer ability to move the market did trump throw an 800 billion and then 1.2 trillion in stimulus ideas out there are we losing our ability to contain that we could spend our way out of this or you know financially engineer our way out of this
3: well, I, I guess I'd argue that it's going to be a, a, a deferred uh, bullet um, because, okay. you know, what the Fed, yeah. you know, is what everyone's dealing with right now, it's, it's really unprecedented in modern times, right? So, sure. um it, you know, it's a health crisis. And as we've said, you know, a number of times uh, on our pages is that, um, you know, you can cut interest rates, but, if you know, if all the businesses are closed and people have extra money in their pocket, they're, you know, they don't have any they're not going to go spend it, right? So um, if people are worried about contracting this virus by going out, you know, into large public places, you know, they're not going to go to a concert, which you can't even go to a concert right now anyway, but, you know, you're not going to book a cruise. Um, So they're really, uh, you know, you might hear the expression that they're pushing on a string. Um, Maybe not so much. I think they're just, they're pushing up against a force that's just beyond their control right now. So the deferral aspect is, once the market is comfortable that you're seeing this, you know, uh, value who flatten, you know, the coronavirus caseload curve and the fog lifts and people start coming out of their houses because restaurants are open again, sporting events are back on, conferences take place, um, then you're, you're really greased there with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, monetary stimulus, uh, and then of course you're now hearing, you know, the government Getting ready to layer on a lot of fiscal stimulus as, as well. So that's all going to be in the system. And that's why you're hearing a lot of prognostications about, you know, a, a hockey stick rebound, if you will, in the mm-hmm. second half of the year. So, um, so to answer your question, I don't think that, uh, the Fed is necessarily, um, impotent here. It's just the idea that, uh, you know, their firepower is not going to come through. Uh, and be seen uh, until later in the year, um, you know, and that's assuming, of course, that you know we, you know, that 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 the market still does believe in the Fed's action. So, um, so it's kind of it's going to be very much a wait and see type of situation. But, um, but I think that you know when things settle down and you know the consumer is armed with very low interest rates, um, hopefully still armed with you know their job. Um, you'll 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 see you know a, a nice flush of, of, of renewed buying interest uh, that that makes a huge difference in terms of the economic and earnings
2: outlook mm-hmm. one of the phrases that I've started to use is that this market correction is going to be creating a once in a lifetime generational generational buying opportunity for a select pocket of stocks I don't want to downplay the downside to people but we're down 30 percent rarely do we ever go down 40 unbelievably rare like a white elephant or a white giraffe do we ever go down 50 percent? can i make the statement we're closer to a bottom than to a top and typically historically that may be a a good buying opportunity maybe not of a generation but i I feel like that's the message i need to send out and you're allowed to criticize me anything you want to say
3: well Rob, i I think if we didn't if we didn't have the the lens to um, to China in terms of kind of how things have, have sort of how the fog has started to lift there, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know in other areas, uh, you know like South Korea and and I don't think if we had a lens there, you could you could say that you know we're closer to a bottom than a top, but but we do have that lens, and so uh, so I think people can look beyond this very you know, dark near-term horizon, uh, and know that, you know, these extraordinary containment efforts, you know, have, have had some positive aspects. Um, there can be positive resolution there in terms of, uh, getting people back to work, getting people, you know, businesses open again, getting people spending again. And so, um, so I, I do think it is an environment right now where, um, uh where where you can leg into this market right i don't i don't know if it's an, if it's kind of yet at that all in you know 100% right now um because what's what you're likely to see happen is that you know this market is is obviously deeply oversold right on a short-term basis you're going to see huge rallies you know every now and then but uh what you haven't seen yet is the reality of the economic data that's going to look absolutely awful In coming months. And if you're coming off of a period where you've had a huge rally and now the reality sinks in as to what the uh, implications of this shutdown are, you probably get that propensity to sell into some of that strength, right? So not quite confident that you're looking at this, you know, V-shaped recovery uh, that a lot of people are talking about, maybe more of like a, a W where you have to then come back and retest. But Uh, But nonetheless, I think uh, it it is the key distinction here is if someone has a a long-term horizon, like we're talking multi-year, five-year horizon, right, Um, this is a good opportunity, I think, to start lagging back into some of these uh, companies that have just been really annihilated in terms of a a massive de-risking effort
2: where uh, it's been indiscriminate. We've got about a minute left. I want to give you in Briefing.com anything that you want to talk about in that minute, two minutes left.
3: Well, there, there is so much to talk about, and I um, it, and, and we just, you know, uh, I, I typically would start, you know, prepping to, uh, to write the big picture column that I post every Friday um admittedly i'm i'm reluctant to do that because i think so much can change uh between now and and friday morning that it it might dictate an entire change in in the topic so Kind of like sitting on that idea for the time being in terms of what I'm ultimately going to be talking about. But, you know, I have been more cautious minded, uh, about the market since, since late February, certainly. And, and, uh, kind of what I'm mulling over here is kind of, is a little bit along the lines of what we just talked about is, you know, is this now a, a a good buying opportunity? And, um, but you still want to see what unfolds here on Capitol Hill. Uh, what they can get done in terms of fiscal stimulus plan and any financial assistance for these uh, severely affected industries, and then reassess and, and come back uh, on Friday with um, some good information for our for our
2: readers. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare briefing dot com. You can find him at briefing dot com. I trust this resource. It's something I've used for over twenty years. The live and play is miraculous. You know, you hear the Senate's not going to leave until we get a COVID bill passed, and you see Wall Street react to that news. Briefing.com is a wonderful source of information. Check it out at briefing.com, both domestic and internationally. I don't think it's terribly biased, Um, it's a great source of information. Briefing.com.
1: Com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM
2: 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I do see the markets as having a chance to go lower. The headlines are bad, and they're not going to get any better for up to four weeks. People are still partying and... On Bourbon Street, people are still hanging out on Miami Beach. People on the East Coast aren't taking it as seriously as what I've seen the West Coast response of Seattle and San Francisco's been. Uh, My kids are out of school, and it's fantastic to watch the chaos unfold. And what I mean by that is the school system is figuring it out, and they're figuring it out darn fast. America's great at that. So... It is now teaching your kids at home as part of your responsibility, which I think it should be anyway, but I'm not gonna get into that kind of preaching us. But it's it's stressing the financial system. I can tell you that there's a parent or two in my kids' class that I don't know if they know how to explain vocabulary and I don't know if they know how to do math and uh, as well as a teacher. and like we love school teachers for that. There's talks out there that the school year's over. It's not going to be a four-week break. It's done. There's talk out there that the NBA is not going to have a season, a postseason, that it won't be possible to pull it off unless they do it in the summer, and then they shorten next season. So the the headline here is really upsetting. I get it. I'm seeing on every level. The retiree who works concerts for your favorite concert hall, who that's how he makes ends meet. He can't go out. I'm seeing hospitals overwhelmed in the United States, hospitals in Italy that are considered some of the best in the world, overwhelmed. A couple months ago, we were talking about China doing funny things like they built a hospital in two days. It's the craziest YouTube video you'll see. They built a whole hospital. Um, Now they're basically all back to work. And what started as the Wuhan virus is now the world virus. Everyone caught it. All 50 states. There's the CDC saying, you know, you probably don't want to get together for eight weeks. I don't know. Do you know what's going to happen if we have to spend eight weeks with our spouses? In any sort of sort of pseudo lockdown? There's going to be what are called coronials. A whole generation of babies being made during the coronavirus coronials um, we're still not anywhere near figuring this out it was 8-9 days ago that the NBA season got cancelled it's just 2 days ago since Vegas said you know we're going to have to shut down the casinos as of like 3 days ago they were still operating people were sitting next to slots today. Like, it's just a mixed message we get Like, we're impervious, but we're not. We've got great health care, but we're overwhelmed. Coronavirus live updates. Now, here's the negative coronavirus live update. It can live for hours in the air particles. And that's freaky deaky. When you're talking about it coming out your nose and staying on surfaces, that's fine. A sneeze can infect 100 people, right? But when you're talking about a sneeze that can linger in the air, that's not good. Global cases were over 200,000. Global deaths were at 8,000 at least. US cases at 6,500. US deaths at 114. I think yesterday we were at like 96. So when you see us go up 15, 20% in a day, this is gonna get worse before it gets better. With that said, China's back to work. Apple stores all open. We're no longer talking about the supply manufacturing side of China. We're talking about the demand. What we're going to move into in the United States is talking about the supply. And then we're going to come out of that, and we'll talk about the demand. The United States government has a history of spending our way out of recessions and out of any global crisis. Um, I wish, instead of waiting for the crisis and then spending future taxpayers' money, I wish we had more initiatives like... We're going to spend a trillion dollars on creating the best internet in the world. We're going to spend a trillion dollars on creating the best roads in the world. We can't really come up with the next space plan. We will. There's still some new cool stuff that may or may not come out this year. But China's ready to manufacture it for us. They're back to work until coronavirus 2 hits or coronavirus 3 hits. COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-21. I don't know how that name game is going to go. But with Europe new, the coronavirus is now the epicenter. Fears are rising over a breakup of the Eurozone. Spain, Portugal, Greece, they're all closing their borders and they're all asking for external help to support their economies. The EU's moving into a scenario where the United States, we just print the money and we pass it on to our kids, 800 billion, 1.2 trillion, we don't care. We will be flush with cash and cash opportunities. Trump is talking about sending you thousand dollars, $2,000. Those are called trial balloons. He's talking about them and seeing how Congress reacts, and seeing how you react, and seeing if the market reacts. I don't think we have our our fingers around how big we need to the bazooka. But Spain, Portugal, and Greece—they're all highly indebted nations. Now they're all basically saying, "Hey EU, I know that we all got together, and we—you know—the e- UK kicked us out, or we quit us, and countries going to have a tough time working together." Germany doesn't like running deficits. I wish the United States was like that. Four times when we do need to run deficits. We run deficits in good times and bad times. Germany is a little bit more thought out about it. Senator, Senator Marco Rubio is saying, I want to help small businesses so they can keep paying employees. It's getting political. Um, Russia is throwing out a big media campaign to, you know, get us upset and get us even more freaked out on disinformation. After we get through this, if we get through this, say, by August, that's the long thought, then we're going to have an election. And then we're going to have a new president or the same president. So there's a lot this market has to go through. It'll get through it. With that said, New York just announced a shelter in place. Now, Cuomo says he won't approve a coronavirus shelter in place order for New York City. What a strange battleground. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Stay tuned.